All right, welcome to the first official collaborative the production by the College Loop Sports. Um, Harrison Tar joined by Dylan Lark. I'm host of TNT in the Morning. He's host of, well, a couple of things, uh, the Benchwarmers Pod and Tank Talks Football. Got a busy, busy week here. I am dead, not just because I'm sick, Dylan, but because this week has, has, has bodied me. There's been so much news. Oh, yeah. I definitely football. felt like you got me sick, too. I probably did, and I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it has nothing to do with the fact that you're working in crazy hours right now at the theater with Spider-Man coming out, right? Oh, yeah. It has nothing that's, to do with that. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> but, yes, very, very busy week in college football. A lot of exciting stuff going on for Auburn. A lot of exciting stuff going on around the SEC and beyond. Uh, in terms of staying local, Brian Harson really turned some heads on uh, on Wednesday, Dylan. Oh, yeah, what a great, like, what, two-day period for Auburn in that course. I mean, everyone thought Auburn was going to go downhill after, you know, of course, Bo Nix into the transfer portal. And then the thoughts of Tank Bigsby coming or leaving, which turned out to be false. And then all of a sudden, Auburn goes from, what, tw- like 28 to at the highest point, at, what, 13, 12 in the, in the recruiting rankings? Right, 12. Yeah, absolutely baffling. I don't think any Auburn fan really expected this. I mean, you heard you heard about like some of the players and coaches just kind of going like, "We ain't finished yet. We ain't finished." But you know, actions speak louder than words, so none of us really expected it to happen. Especially right. I didn't. Right. But then all of a sudden, I mean, I may have accidentally pulled an all nighter playing video games the night before early before the early signing period. Woke up at around noon to like eight commits yeah and of course you know uh was it robert woodyard is the one i'm thinking of the one that well, you said you woke up around noon that means you you would have woke up with about 12 commits oh yeah robert <laughs> signed 16 on wednesday <laughs> uh, i do want to before we get into in, into the auburn signing class do you want to talk about uh, i don't know about your podcast we've not had a chance at tnt and i don't think you have the bench warmers or tank talks to this point to discuss the uh, departure of Bo Nix at Auburn. Oh, we have not yet. Um, this this is just a whole can of worms, and I don't I don't want us to like worry too much on this right now um, because every angle has already been explored. Uh, we're a little late to the news. We I mean obviously we've, we've been we've, we've we've talked about it outside of production. Uh, we've talked about it on our twitters. We've talked about it through articles. So we've touched a bit on this, but Bo Nix has entered the transfer portal. This is huge news for Auburn um, in terms of, you know, I'm not saying good or bad right now. Uh, jury's still going to be out on that about the state of, you know, is it going to be Finley? Is it going to be Davis? Is it going to be Holden Jariner, which we're going to get to in a minute. Um, a lot of interesting aspects of this, Dylan. I'm not, is that, is that a good way to put it? Like, I think yeah. there's a, a whole world of uh, opportunities, both for Auburn and for Knicks. So I'd be interested to hear what you think about that. Yeah, it was a bit shocking what happened. I mean, we all expected it, but whatever. Because, like, the rumors, like, it was like a trend. It started off high. It was, like, died off, and then it came back. Well, there but was then, a point in time but, where we were 100% sure about Knicks was coming back to Auburn. Well, yeah. Uh, I think it's a great – I think it's not a great – I think it's a great good move for him. I don't think this is definitely not hit the team he agreed to sign to. 
And it's clear based on how you definitely heard Harson talk about the other quarterbacks in the roster and of course Jared are coming in that Bo was never like the guy for Harson. It was just kind of someone he had to have on his team and work around for now. Yeah. And uh, Bo is uber talented, high ceiling, but Auburn was never able to fully witness what he could really do. Most like due to coaching and the fact that you know he's had what four offensive coordinators and three yeah, offensive coordinators in three years. Three, yeah, three and three years. Well, he's gonna have four and four years, depending on where he goes. Yes. Uh, but I mean, there are a lot of. I feel like there's a lot of teams that I could will take a shot on Bonex. Uh, a lot of rumors I'm hearing lately are Ole Miss. That's um, that would be an interesting transfer move on his part. I would be floored if a power five gave him an opportunity to start immediately, like an upper tier power five, such as Ole Miss, who I think we both agree we'll talk probably later about how unfortunate it is they, they, they swung and missed on Dylan Gabriel, unless that means that they're getting Arch Manning, which is a whole other world of you know opportunities and conversations to have at another time. But I think that Nick's leaving, like you said, great decision on his behalf, truthfully. Um Someone's going to look at Bo Nix and say, I can fix him. And uh, that's, there's, you know, always two, two sides of that blade. You either fix him or you really, really put yourself in a bad position. Um, or I guess maybe put yourself in the perfect position to win six or seven games. Uh, I'm not sure if a power five starting job is what's next for Nix. I don't know if I was a head coach that I would say, look, let's go get this guy because we can fix him. Unless you're one of those teams that's on the cusp. If you're trying to reload, I don't think he's your guy. Yeah. I think if you're trying to take a gamble and be competitive, I think he's absolutely your guy. So I don't think he's, I think if I'm Ole Miss, I don't think that's the answer. Well, um, if I'm Wayne Kiff, if I was describing Wayne Kiff in one word, it'd be gambler. Because I mean, he, he, He's basically just a a lesser, a less talented Matt Corral, in my opinion. I they have, this, they have the same uh, talent skill. I mean, they're both dual threats. They can both make people miss. They both can make certain throws down the field. And they both share one thing that I know Matt Corral fixed over the offseason. Uh, they both can make key mistakes in games. Uh, but I think, I think Ole Miss is probably a good fit for him. I think – uh, you don't want to – if you get Arch Manning, you you do not start him year one. I think you can. You can, but I don't think they would. I think they redshirt him, give Bo a chance, get him a year under that system. Because uh, I think I think Bo could do good things for Ole Miss. I don't think he'd be a great quarterback. I'm trying to think of these Ole Miss quarterbacks that were good but not great. I kind of think of like a, like a Bo Wallace. I mean, he was Chad good. Kelly. Chad Kelly. Uh, you know, I hear UCF, which would be hilarious if you went to UCF and took Joe Gateway's job for a second time. Yeah, Joe Gateway went into the transfer portal for the third time. Uh, uh but yeah, I mean, I, it's clear to me that well, I, I definitely think, especially after you know, Dylan Gabriel and the Spencer Rattler missing out on these transfer guys, uh, I think Harson, uh, not Harson, uh, Kiffin would probably. At least look in Bo Nix's direction. I mean, Bo Nix did has beaten him twice. It's true. I uh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Sorry, I did. I had to get a little, little 
body armor in, dried up, Nick Quill. Had to wet your whistle. Yeah, I had to. I'm getting like dried up from all this congestion. It's just not a good time. But um, I don't want to spend too much longer on Nick's. So let's let's go back into you know back into true the future of Auburn now. Where Auburn stands now, um, you've got a handful of op- options here. It looks like for now, um, yeah. Obviously, the bowl games can be it's gonna be TJ Finley's. I think that we both agree it probably should be. Um, in I'm, I'm not iffy on that statement. I would love to see what D Davis could do, especially if it's not gonna be under this new OC coming. Question, follow up question on that. This is gonna sound like I am not um humane mm-hmm. for a second go on i we're gonna get to the our auburn houston projections but i think we both agree that um auburn's gonna be fighting an uphill battle yes against this houston team what is the benefit in playing demetrius davis who you and i both probably think is the quarterback of the future especially after the offense uh offense coordinator hiring which we're gonna talk about next yeah. Before we get into you know more college football, why would you not put a guy back there that's disposable to you? And I, I this sounds I know this sounds so bad. I know it sounds so bad to say that Finley's disposable. I don't I don't think he wins the quarterback battle in the spring. I don't think that matters. No. So why why not give Teach this game? Give him the opportunity to maybe pop off and get some opportunities to transfer somewhere else <laughs> um i think that Teed should be the guy because nothing is nothing would be more earth shattering and auburn fans will tell you nothing would be more auburn than the quarterback of the future to tear his acl in a Birmingham bowl. you know what i mean yeah that would suck but i guess benefits would be i mean if you play him in that game or if he doesn't start, at least play him a little bit. I think give us some fanfare, please. I want to watch him play. Can you pull your starting quarterback in a game that's really close? Because it's not going to be a blowout if Auburn wins. Yeah, uh, but I guess benefit is if you play him, he does not lose a year of eligibility. Oh, I get that. No, I, I understand. His it's more of a, it's more of a practice game. You don't get you don't get him any of those big time plays. You just get the, get him like those read options. Or something to really like showcase what he can really do to give Austin Davis something to to look at as he's coming in. I uh, I, I agree. Uh, I think that uh, the the Auburn quarterback room for the first time since Jarrett Stidham, 2018, after Stidham's after Stidham's lackluster year. The first time since Stidham's lackluster year, the Auburn quarterback room, you know, after 18, there's questions like, is Jared going to go to the league? Is he going to stay another year? Bo Nix is coming in. What's his future looking like? What is Malik Malik, Malik Willis's future look like at Auburn? Sorry, you know what I meant. Um, There's this whole conversation around three different guys that could be the quarterback at Auburn next year. And now here we are three years later, four years later, really, going into 2022. And you've got Nix is out the door, but now you've got TJ Finley, you've got Demetrius Davis. And I mean, this is a good segue over to um, recruiting and the offensive coordinator conversation, Holden Jariner. I definitely think if, the, if there's going to be a battle over this offseason, it's going to be between Jariner and D Davis. 
I think we can Absolutely. Well, Keith will be in it shortly. Keith will be in it briefly. He will, but I, I've said this on your show. Uh, I I was maybe a hot take. It, it was a take that I said TJ Finley would be back in the trench portal by after like right after A Day. I think that could happen. That's um, when we're really going to see Jaron or D Davis kind of show off what they can really do. I think that could happen, but let's also give um, let's give Finley his due uh, in terms of giving him an opportunity to improve over the off season. I'm not saying that Finley's the guy going forward. Like I said a minute ago, I think that. If you're Auburn, you roll with Demetrius Davis, especially, especially with um with with Austin Davis coming in as off- offensive coordinator. The play style between him and Russ, and I'm not comparing any high you know college redshirt freshman to Russell Wilson, but yeah, the tangible style, the frame. He's got, a, I mean, a bigger frame than Russ, but the style, the frame, the skill set. This feels like it could play right in. Oh, yeah. To the offensive scheme that's coming to Auburn. Especially with the – I mean, the tangibles are there. I think – D. Davis, I think – I don't want to – I'm not going to say it because I feel like I might jinx something. But when I see D. Davis, I see Russell um, – a slightly better college version of Russell Wilson. D. Davis is the same height. He's faster than Russ. And I think his deep ball is probably better because, I mean, Russ is a great – uh, I don't want to say, I'm not gonna say game, field manager, he know, he knows where to make make the throws. And I think I mean, Russell, let's, let's, let's just put it a Russell Wilson's a hall, a hall of Famer. Oh, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, of course. Uh, he's been hindered by the fact that his front office and his team is terrible, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, but now we have Russell Wilson Jr. coming to Auburn <laughs> or coming to become becoming the QB1 of Auburn over the offseason, especially the quarterback coach for the Seattle Seahawks, Austin Davis. Yes, which uh, will transition, I guess, now into, into the uh, Auburn's hiring and the offense coordinator, uh, yeah. Austin Davis. Huge hiring. Oh, my gosh. Um, this is great for both parties. I think Austin deserves his chance now um, to be at, at this level of coaching, not just being a quarterback's coach. Yeah. I think he's earned that chance. Um, he's a player's coach for, by all accounts. Guys love to play for him. And I think that this speaks volumes that Harson wanted to hire outside of the program, which is so awesome if you're an Auburn fan. You should be so excited. The whole we're going to you know hire from within, for lack of a better term, bull, doesn't always work. <laughs> yeah. And not having a ton of work experience with the new guy is not always a bad thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the fact that this guy is definitely – he's been playing – and he played in the NFL for six years before he became a coach. And I've heard people argue about this hire saying that, well, Russ hasn't improved in, like, the, the few years he's been there. But, I mean, a quarterback coach is a great, like, thing for college – Nowadays, but QB coaches in the NFL, especially when you hire a guy who's possibly younger than your quarterback is, they're not going to improve greatly, especially like a Russell Wilson, who's probably as great as we've probably seen him already. I don't see why that's a big stigma for some people, but I would like to see how this guy, this will be his first time playing uh, play calling, I believe. Right. So that'll be interesting, but I think him and Harson both have a pro style kind of idea 
going on, especially with a more dual threat kind of quarterback going right. in. Right. I think we both like the hire. I think it's safe to say. I do. Yes. Uh, I mean, I had my hopes up for Kel- uh, Kellen, uh, Kellen Moore, not Kellen Mond. Uh, I, but I can understand that, you know, he's a head coach in waiting for the NFL teams. Uh, I've had his, I've heard his name under the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. That could happen. He'll get an interview. Yeah. You know, I was, uh, I was kind of hoping to be able to talk to Kendall Bryles in the future. So I was, <laughs> I was, I was hoping Auburn would, <laughs> would hire, go get Kendall Bryles. Is Urban Meyer college news technically? I don't even want to touch Urban right now. Uh, <laughs> I just, I don't. That's a whole long spiral that we'll have to just do like a mini episode on at a later time, like sometime in the next couple of days. But I'm just not ready to embark on that right now because it's just so much um right now i want to talk some Auburn recruiting oh yeah we can hop into let I'll, I'll throw the reins to you and we'll talk around college football i did wear my uh 2017 camping world bowl shirt with uh my oklahoma state cowboys on it so um i'm in the vibes for bowl season and uh i'm ready but uh first Auburn, Brian Harson's staff just knocked it out of the freaking park uh, with this resigning class. Uh, apparently, Trevon Reed was a huge part. He should be in every recruiting party ever. Yeah. Um, apparently, he was just that good, which I'm not surprised. Like, Trevon is, is, has been a, a, an icon for Auburn football since he played here. Yeah. And this is not, like, news, but also, like, how are we just now figuring out? <laughs> well, I think him and, just now figuring out that this guy should be on recruiting visits. I think Trevon Reed and uh, Zach Ocean both really showed off that they deserve the money they're getting. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because our top uh, uh, two of our top three are both corners, and but that's what they played, of course. I think I don't know where Jadarian flipped from, but I know Austin Osbury, four star corner. Flipped from LSU, which you know DBU to Auburn. Let's go. Osbury was a uh, he's a he's a four star according to twenty four seven. Yeah, he flipped over LSU. Uh, came out of Baton Rouge too. Yes, coming out of Baton Rouge, which is huge. It's um, we we were uh, you know I think you and I are both collaboratively very impressed with uh, Auburn's ability to capitalize on the coaching change at Baton Rouge. Uh, oh, yeah. J.D. Rhyme, uh, originally committed to LSU. Um, he is a twenty-four-seven four-star. Sorry, I wanted to make sure. Wanted to make sure before I said what his star was, but he's also another, you know, another addition to that Auburn secondary. Which you probably went, saw the video of Brian Kelly with Walker Howard. And yeah. like, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to dance with Brian Kelly. That's so. Yeah, that was really cringe. That was, that was so awkward. bad. So awkward. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that Auburn secondary went from man to wow. Okay, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, uh, Ryan was a huge, huge get. Uh, I mean, the Auburn defense just got better. Uh, Marquise Gilbert, um, number one safety, number seven overall, JUCO product, like you just said. He uh, he was he picked Auburn over a, a couple other SEC schools. I can't remember off the top of my head who Marquise picked Auburn over, but. I mean, you just go down the line and Auburn just got dudes. Powell Gordon, 24-7 th- uh, sports uh, three-star linebacker out of Auburn High School. 
Uh, Amari Kelly, four-star just athlete uh, who had 84 receptions for 1,335 yards and 14 all-purpose touchdowns as a senior this past year, and he only played nine games. Uh, th- these are dudes that are going to make Auburn significantly better. And, uh, th- you know, something that, that Auburn's not done yet is they've not worked the transfer portal. Not yet. I'm not saying that they're that, that Harson and them aren't planning to do it, but if you've got a number currently sitting at number 16, class without working the transfer portal yet this is incredible what all what, what harson and, and company have done not to mention robert wood woodyard jr oh. being the in my opinion not talent wise i have robert woodyard jr really really good let's let's not let's not get that twisted it's and, you know that linebacker room is getting crowded quick, but the big picture here is in Harson's first year he flipped someone from the University of Alabama. He flipped a four star, which hasn't happened since twenty fourteen. Yeah, that was huge. Huge. I, that's probably the best uh, like prospect we got too. Hey, he's number one on Auburn's board. But I, even if he was like number like two, three, four, I still think it's the best uh, recruit we got, strictly because we got someone right under Saban's nose. Yes, which of course and, you know it's, it's so just, so uh, big for player. Auburn. So big for Auburn. Um, I know I've talked a lot about this. I spent a lot of my day on Wednesday um, getting these profiles together for Eagle Eye TV. Um, and uh, if you guys are interested, please go check out that link. Um, that our live update feed that will pick back up in on February 2nd during the second national signing day period. But uh, who are you most excited for here? And uh, why is it, uh, why is it Holden Jariner? <laughs> I guess, yeah, I would say Holden Jariner is probably, but I'm also very eager to see how Demari Alston plays as well. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I think Holden Jariner is definitely the one that, that every Auburn fan should be looking towards because, Harson has been talking very highly of him and, you know, if all things don't go well for what we hope, uh, D Davis is not the QB of the future. Right? We all feel like Colton Jenner definitely is uh, his talent level. He played his best game he's ever played in high school football in the state championship game. Uh, I think Auburn fans should be looking at him and very, very eagerly to see what this kid can do. And it looks like, according to what, excuse me, what, uh, what Harson said in his press conference following, following the signing day, it sounded like Jariner's going to be the only guy they signed the, the quarterback position, um, which, is, yes. which is big. And some schools in the SEC, namely the University of Georgia, don't understand that you don't have to have two five-star roster quarterbacks in the same quarterback room. Well, same. we have two four stars, <laughs> and whatever. Not, but they're not in the same class, which is a problem. Oh, yeah, tends to struggle with. Um, they got they just got Brock, they just signed Brock yesterday, which will be huge. Yeah, Vandergruff, and there was the other one. I can't remember his name. Gunner Stockton was another one. They Gunner added. Stockton. Yeah, they got them both. Um. Anyways, so back uh back to to the Auburn news. I think to put a nice little bow on this, Dylan, I am remarkably impressed with the Harson staff in their first full year recruiting. 
Auburn fans should be excited. Um, apparently, kids want to play for him. Yep. So that's uh, that's big. Quick preview of the Birmingham Bowl and then transition into the rest of news. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Uh, plus some Houston stats. Uh, you can do that, or uh, we can trans. We can push that to the part of the show where I'm, I'm assuming we're doing bowl picks. Yeah, we're gonna do the first wave. Okay, you want to go ahead and just do like a, a preview here, and then pick Auburn with it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Auburn's gonna take on the number twenty. Is off the top of my head. Twenty. Yeah. Twenty. Yeah. Eleven and two. Uh, only losses coming to Cincinnati and SMU. Texas Tech. Texas Tech, my bad, sorry. Because both teams had used to have a head coach named Tommy Tuberville. Tommy Tuberville, correct. And, and walks Auburn into Beham, <laughs> where they will ruin that streak. Yes. So, Auburn is going to, uh, you know, just, just for fun, one more time in 2021, we may as well have another 11 a.m. kickoff. Um, just why not? Have a good time. Who doesn't love 11 a.m. kickoff? Uh me, I'll be honest. I, I hate them. They shouldn't exist. But uh, <laughs> Dylan, I know you and I are excited to be up there in the stadium for the Birmingham Bowl, which is just words that I never thought would come out of my mouth. I'm excited to be in the stadium for the Birmingham Bowl. Anyways, you got some numbers in front of you because I've got some opinions inside of me, inside of my brain. Uh, this is a very balanced and good team. Uh, they have quarterback Clayton Toon. Who's I was about to Preface this, Houston is a good, a very balanced and good team. Go on. Yeah, they are very good. Uh, Clayton Toon, uh, two for 3,263 3, yards, threw for 28 touchdowns to only nine interceptions. Had, right now his QB rating is a 160, which, if I'm not mistaken, 158.3 means perfect. <laughs> so, oh, yes. And uh, running-wise, they have two guys. Uh they both have well uh Alton McCaskill has doesn't have a thousand yards yet, uh, but eight hundred and eighty-three yards, sixteen touchdowns in the back. Oh, that can happen against Auburn. Yeah, that's why I said yet. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. definitely is gonna happen against Auburn. Uh receiving wise, they're all pretty much uh even except for Nathaniel Dell, who has over a thousand yards and twelve touchdowns. Auburn's going to be without uh, – Bardarius is sitting out, correct? He's declared? Yep. For the NFL draft. I forgot to add that news. Bardarius Ham's declared for the NFL draft. So We have Auburn. two more guys sitting out, too. That's why I focus mostly on the offensive side of the ball for Houston. Uh, yes. Um, Auburn will be missing Bardarius Ham. I'm assuming Owen Papa will not be playing. More than likely. Um, I don't think he should. I think he's going to stay no. for another year. I think yeah. that Papo stays one more. We would have probably already heard. But I do, um, I do think that he's probably not going to play. I assume we'll be without McCreary. Roger McCreary is sitting out. Yeah, I'm assuming, uh, and I'm assuming uh, Kobe. Smoke, Smoke Monday will play. He will. He needs to boost that draft stock if he yeah, wants he to get drafted. Since Kobe McLean will will be without Kobe, McLean will not be playing. So yeah, Auburn will be without Kobe McLean. Rodgers Ham, uh, like like we said, just to reiterate. Uh, Roger McCreary and uh, I think we got everything. Yep. Sam. Yeah. Um, oh, Papa. Like I said. Uh, yeah. Our top three defensive players. On the offensive side of the ball, um, 
Tigers can be without obviously Bo Nix and Sean Shivers, who have both entered the transfer portal. Shivers already landing in Indiana. So they will be MIA. Other than that, I would assume everybody plays, except for maybe Brom sits, which I don't think he will. Yeah. I don't think, um, I think Brom's I think I think we would have heard about it already. So We'll we'll ride with that. Excuse me. Uh, what do you what do you make of this, Dylan? Because I I, I really need someone to convince me that Auburn's not going to lose by two touchdowns here. Uh I do not have anything that would help you not think that. Because uh, I mean, being down, Roger McCreary, who is definitely the best part of that Auburn team in general last year because he definitely boosted his draft stock from – I don't know where he was was originally. He oh, Ladarius, been... Ladarius Tennyson will not be with, uh, with the team either. Okay, cool. Uh, Roger McCree. <laughs> this is, is going to be really, really good. He's going to make another team very, very happy. I hope so. <laughs> but uh, looking at Roger McCreary on the other hand, definitely Auburn's best player from last – from this past season. Uh, no one else that we talked about on this Auburn team would probably get drafted in that first round this year other than Roger McCreary. And being without him, especially with this team that is able to do everything well for both sides of the offense, running and passing, Auburn is going to be hurting defensively. Yeah. Especially with Dodds McLean, McClain, the first-year tackler. Uh, Papo, of course, we've had to play without him for – half the season anyways. Feels like forever now. Yeah, this is going to be a game where the defensive line is going to have to show their worth and show that they all deserve the starting job going into next year and and hope that none of these new guys come in and just take it away from them. I um I'm gonna be honest, Dylan, I don't uh, I don't like Auburn to win this one. Uh, I do not either. I've I've got a hard I've got a hard time I've had a hard time finding a world where um or the Tigers pull this one out. I mean, let's be honest, that bowl draw sucks. Uh, <laughs> they could have played a lot of other teams and stood a lot better chances. They got stuck with Houston. Like, bro, give um, us someone else. Give us UCF. <laughs> if you're an Auburn fan. I mean, yeah, I was I was pulling for the Auburn-UCF thing. I think that would have been hilarious. Uh, I think Auburn would have confidently probably thumped UCF because I think they were significantly worse this year than they expected it to be. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Man, it, it's just uh, it's hard to it's hard to wrap your brain around how six and six teams wind up playing an eleven and two ranked team in a bowl game, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles, I guess, right? I guess they, they just hate the America Conference, or they're trying to like prove something. They, I don't know, because uh, I mean, you're getting a, really the second good. best team in the American Conference versus what the sixth best team in the SEC West. West. What? <laughs> Actually, if you're a Houston fan, you should be offended. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm offended for them. Yeah, no, I am too, for sure. They have to beat, they have to beat my team. <laughs> All right, moving into general college football news, I'm going to kind of flip the moderator role over to you, Dylan, if that's cool. Um, oh, yeah. Let you, let you take it from here since we've kind of got all the um, TNT in the morning aspects of all this kind of moving around. Oh, excuse me. Christmas oh. break is getting to me, man. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, since we got all the TNT aspects, I'm going to go ahead and effectively throw the moderator role over to you, and I'll just answer what you what you've got laid out for us. 
So you've seen my rundown already previously because I had to get you to look at it and see if I missed anything. I'm just going to run through the uh, coaching carousel that's still going on. Ah, yes. <laughs> uh, start off with the fact that Georgia defense coordinator Dan Lanning is getting his first head coaching gig at the University of Oregon, almost at Oregon University. Uh, it's a great. It's a good hire. I'm not. He earned I, it for sure. He earned it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hopefully this forces Georgia to change their defensive scheme to something a little less overpowered. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I, I guess we all expect, we were hoping Chip Kelly get the, got this job. I will say. Yes. I was, uh, I was very much crossing my fingers that Chip Kelly was going to leave UCLA for Oregon. I think he's done a great job by UCLA though. So I'm not faulting him there. However, this is the second time in three years that we've seen a Kirby Smart disciple um, get a head co- get a head coaching gig, which is interesting considering this is going to be the second time in four years that Georgia's probably going to play for a national championship against Alabama. Yep, um, and they've still yet to win the big dance. I'm not not saying Georgia doesn't have a chance this year. We're not going there, but. Very interesting to see how the the smart disciples are now. The the, the Saban tree grows. You know what I mean? Say, does this technically make him a Saban disciple too? It makes him a great uh, a grand disciple of Saban. The leaf on the limbs. Yes, yes. Um, but very very good hire by Oregon. I mean, obviously Georgia's been lights out. So this should be uh, Oregon. If Oregon brings some defense to the Pac-12, they'll win games because no one knows what that is out there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh another thing i added that was kind of funny to think about is may diaz uh that whole situation diaz is up at an uh, oc uh penn state he's the defensive coordinator for penn state dc oh. at penn state yeah well i it, you know i had to ask because i don't know which one he's better at offense or defense because i don't think he's good at either one no he's not well i guess <laughs> defense would be the thing because miami although they've been garbage at the past few years of them being a head coach their defense has at least been like moderately good to okay, but uh, I I would love to know his thoughts on the whole situation that happened with the crystal ball hiring, because if they weren't telling that man anything, that man was just going on Twitter and just hearing everyone say crystal ball is going to Miami. Yeah, because yeah. they never fired him. It sounded like it, I never heard that he got fired. He did finally. They did part ways. Um, yeah, which I. The whole Miami situation with the U, I get trying to figure out if you can get your guy. I understand that. Um, if they were going to move away from Diaz, regardless, which I, I don't think they keep him around if Cristobal doesn't take the job. I think they fire him anyways, right? Yeah, he was gone. Just fire your head coach. Um, I could not be less impressed with the way the university of Miami handled this whole situation. Um, and I, I, I like, I liked past tense Mario Cristobal. Um, it was a slimy move. Uh, I really did not like the way that the university of Miami handled this. And I'm all for like being petty in college football. Like, I think it's funny. You know what I mean? Like, I think that there's a lot of like good aspects, but like, this is somebody's job you're talking about. And Manny Man, Diaz, I don't. I think we both agree, not a good football head coach, no, but not a bad person. And yeah. this this is one of those scenarios that, like, listen, do your due diligence, let him go. 
buy him out. Don't make him waste his time trying to recruit kids here, which he was still doing. Yeah. And go get Cristobal. No one would have faulted you. But the way you handled it, there's like one really bad way to go about this, and you picked that way. I mean, if you're don't just like get into talks with like hiring other coach. If you're if you're not just gonna fire your coach in general, don't do it publicly. It, may, it makes it seem like if you didn't get Cristobal, you're just gonna stick with Manny Diaz. That's exactly what it seems like, and that is just insulting to Diaz, who has given you a not three great years, but he's given you some good years in your in his time there, and just to do that how you did it was maybe the worst way to take a a situation like this. Like I said, there are a lot of ways that they could have gone about that. And then they picked the absolute worst way to do it. I just, uh, I can't, I I cannot respect the New York Miami's decision. Maybe on that part. And my favorite thing to talk about this entire season is the downfall of the Clemson dynasty. As they lose both their coordinators to uh, Power Five head coaching gigs, Brent Venables, of course, went to the Oklahoma, you know, Oklahoma and Tony Elliott to Virginia. Great so, hire by UVA, by the way. Oh yeah, great for the uh, double dribbling school. <laughs> uh, but I didn't catch the name of the coaches they did hire. They're not big time names. I think they hired within the program. DC, I know one of their co-DCs is Mickey Kahn, uh, former head coach of the Grayson High School football Rams, um, absolute legends and state champion. Um, twice over, actually. Kahn won, won it twice. Okay, cool. Your, t- your high school team wins games. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, I, that's, that's the only thing I noticed. I, the only reason I knew that is because I heard the buzz around the hometown and my hometown paper asked me if I could write an article on it. I was like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tony Elliott of Virginia, I think, is a good hire. Brent Venables, I, I'm excited to see how he performs as a head coach because, I mean, he's been – this man is – he's kind of like a Billy Napier in a sense where when a coach gets fired, his name was always one of the first three to pop up because it's like yeah. when you when you going to give this guy a chance. Yeah. Well, another. And, well, yeah. And I think this is a, another Venables. funny tangent to some something else I want to talk about later is – Dabo is just having the world crumble around him. And it's hilarious. It's so funny. It's so funny. Um, yeah, no. Nah, you said you want to talk about that later? Well, I'm going to go into the college football free agency that's been going on. And Dabo refuses to recruit out of the transfer portal for some reason. It's hilarious how um, how stuck in his ways Dabo Sweeney is. Uh, how outwardly, uh, you know, overtly – uh, opposed he was to to the NIL, how overtly opposed he is to the transfer portal because it doesn't stand by his morals, which is just funny because if you're not going to adapt and grow, Dabo, I got news for you, man. That whole, oh, Clemson is one of the S-tier programs in college football. Yeah, that's gone. It already is. Um, yeah. It's, it's obvious. For the first time in – what five six years? Clemson has a recruiting class outside of the top fifteen, uh, which you know seventeen still you'll be a competitive team. We're still going to be like a ten win team. Yeah, but how long does that last? Us again, they're losing their luster. Um, recruits are just not as impressed with Clemson as they were when we were having this conversation four years ago. Uh, Clemson, not just I think this year was just a byproduct of that. Yeah, I think that it really started last year. 
okay. when you started to see Clemson kind of trail off recruiting wise and Dabo kind of coming out and saying, oh, the transfer portal is ruining college football. And then magically his players hit the transfer portal and go somewhere else and get better opportunities. Um, it's a matter of time until Clemson fans start asking questions. And they should have started asking this year. Yeah. I mean, Dabo has said on multiple occasions if players started getting paid, then he would retire. So it's, good to, it's, good, it's good to see that he is not a man of his word. Uh, but I mean, like, dude, open the transfer portal up to Clemson. Y'all are a recruit, y'all are a transfer destination for teams. I bet there are a lot of transfers right now that would love to go to Clemson. It's, and uh, I, right now I cannot say that because I mean you have a coach who is not okay with you getting paid for your NIL deals. Cause I don't know if DJ has I know DJ has a few. I know DJ he has was with Dr. Uh, Dr. Pepper. Yeah, he had a uh Fansville commercial. Mm-hmm. And I have to wonder, like. I wonder how much Dabo just absolutely hated the fact that his player was getting paid, not on his level, but like a, like maybe half of what Dabo get paid yearly. Well, uh, you know, here's the, here's the thing for me. I don't I don't look too much into Dabo saying he doesn't want players to get paid. I do look into his off the field antics starting to take a toll. Um, yeah, you can only whine so much. And, and, let, and let's be real, what Dabo has done over the past two or three years, even with striking and getting another national championship since then, Dabo has whined. And, I mean, he has complained and he's cried about a lot on, uh, on, on public um, TV, radio, whatever you have it, on, on the public record about how he's, you know, it's not fair that Clemson's in the ACC. Well, the opportunity is there for you to leave. It's not fair that other teams get the call. No, they don't. I promise you, if there is such a thing as skewing the game due to, you know, referees, the ACC is going to do everything in their power to keep their precious Clemson undefeated. Yeah. But I'm just, I I think, I think it's hilarious that the recruits are finally taking note. Like, I just don't want to play for this guy. And when your program's that good, for that for that stint, because there's five or six years, Clemson's dominant. You are going to have coaches get hired off of you. If you don't know how to replace them, you're going to be in a world of hurt. Nick Saban's known how to do it for years. Dabo does not. And I think uh, you should. I think when hiring coordinators, you definitely should hire outside the program. You should absolutely every single every single time your coordinator should be hired outside the program, unless you have a coordinator, a coordinator in waiting, which is fine. Yeah. And I definitely don't think Dabo had that. I think he definitely just hired the next closest guy to him. I think that Dabo's surprised that he lost both of his coordinators. Yeah, I think he was going to bank on having Brent Venables for the rest of his career. A lot of people figured that Venables never wanted to leave, but then Clemson took a turn for the worst. Massive downfall. I mean, so what? What, what did they finish? Nine and three this year? Ten and two? I think ten and two. Nine and three because they lost to UNC. Oh. No, sorry, NC State, Georgia, and there's a third loss. And Pitt. Pitt, yep. And uh, should have <laughs> the uh, guy who should have won the Heisman, Kenny Pickett, torn to shreds. Right, right. A defense that we thought was uh, perennial coming into this year. Uh, and they actually lost a lot of their recruits or a lot of their players to these other teams. Because uh, then Darion Kendrick is like a first, second team All SEC on Georgia. 
he was a Clemson product last year, and I guess he saw how Clemson was going to turn out this year, and he dipped, went to Georgia, and now he's going to be playing in the college football playoff. There it is. Unlike Clemson. <laughs> but to go on to the whole thing, college football, as we know, it is gone. There's no longer just like the transfer portal or anything. This is just a free agency at this point. Everyone just goes next biggest paycheck, which I'm not against. I love it. It's fun. It makes it more, way more fun. Uh, but you look like Quinn Ewers, who I don't know if we talked about on your show or not, going to Texas, which is – I think he only went to Ohio State to get paid, and I think this might have been the plan all along. So that's what it seems like, horns down all the way. Um, it's – I mean, let's, let's, let's be real. Uh, Quinn Ewers, we first off, I think we both think he could be a really good quarterback. Yes. Um, so check that box. Second off, went and got his bag from Ohio State a year early. Check that box. Got four years of eligibility at Texas. Check that box. Went from one of the most profitable programs in college football to one of the most profitable programs in college football. Check that box. <laughs> no, went from one of the most to the, the most. most. <laughs> so, um, I don't mind this whole free agency. Uh, it doesn't bother me. It's the best way to go. Compare. I, I love it. It's um, it is what it is. Um, it's it's the same as as if I was you know uh, you know com- if I completed my degree here and wanted to shop around and see if anyone was willing to pay me to go do research. You know what I mean? It's not that different. Like uh, yeah. if you, if you want to put it in that perspective of oh well they're going to make money. A lot of people get paid to go to school. Like <laughs> so uh, there's that. Um, I don't, I don't really have a problem with all of this. And I, you know, I've been a long-term advocate for the NIL. Um, I've been an advocate for the NIL since, I mean, I first heard the letters NIL go together yeah. <laughs> um, really and truly. So uh, I think it's fun. Uh, I think it's different. I think it provides kids with the opportunity to um, make college football more competitive than it ever has been. Uh, the whole theory of the rich get richer, I think has already been debunked. Yeah, I think so. Um, that's because let's be real. Like Quinn Ewers was going to go to another high. He was he had his pick. Yeah, he, I um, think he, he had it between yeah. what three the three Texas schools. He had it between Tech, Texas, and A and M. Yeah, I know that Pat Mahomes was recruiting him pretty hard to go to Texas Tech, uh, which would be Tech was never going to get him. I don't think. No, but um, I don't. I don't really have a problem with any of this. I think it's fun. I think it's cool. I think it's good that kids get the opportunity. So. And to keep it in Texas for a little bit, uh, Calzada into the transfer portal. Don't know where he'll end up. That was weird. It was weird. Is the so the job's not his next year? No, I don't think it's not going to be Haynes Kings either. Yeah, that's, Max Johnson coming in. That's what I figured because I figured with the way Calzada played this year, I was like, all right, so this is going to be they're going to they're going to redshirt Johnson, right? And this is going to be Calzada's team for another year. And he had the transfer portal. I was like, oh, they're about to clean house at AM. Um, and AM just pulled the number one recruiting class in the country. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be really impressive when they go nine and three with that recruiting. <laughs> I was gonna say it's all fun and games, so they go eight and four again. Yeah. Um, but uh that Cal's auto transfer, he should get his pick, right? I don't think so. Really? Nope. I don't think another power five goes for him at all. Interesting. I thought he played I, fine this year. 
I would be shocked if he goes American. I thought he played fine. I think he's just a product of that system. I don't think he's all that great. I don't think he's all that great quarterback. I think he's all right. I think he's good. He'll get he'll get an American one. Maybe. Not a good American team, I don't think. Probably. But I think Max Johnson going in definitely gives that job to Max Johnson. Yeah. Oh. As as good as King like is as a or as good as he was as like a recruit, we get to see a lot of them and we've seen a lot of Johnson and we know how good he can be. Right. Especially when given the right talent around him. But it's kind of funny considering if, if you look over at LSU, Miles Brennan into the transfer portal because he's like, oh, Max is coming back. Max into the transfer portal, goes to AM and walks Miles Brennan back saying, I'm not leaving. That was great. The tweet was funny. Uh, the, the video of uh, Wolf of Wall Street, I'm not leaving. Uh, originally used in my mind by Daniel Carlson. Uh, but. Uh, uh, no, that was that, that was that was a good move on Brennan. Uh, he didn't want to he didn't want to leave LSU in the first place. No, and I get it. Um, LSU fans like Miles Brennan. It's probably it's his team now, right? Yeah, got to be. I don't know. I like this Garrett kid coming or who's there, uh, Nussmeyer. We'll see. He, he played pretty well. I, I'm not a huge fan of Brennan. I don't think he played that great. I liked him returning out of the transfer portal. I uh, this is weird because we don't see it happen. You don't see, you know, there's always the option to pull yourself, like, w- withdraw yourself from the portal and stay where you're at, um, which is really what makes it enlarge, like, free agency. But uh, I, I, I liked this move on his part. I thought it was good for the people of LSU. I think it's really big for Brian Kelly um, because it's proving that, like, he can retain players that Orgeron brought in. Uh, so there's there's that. I, well, I think Brennan was more of a mild recruit because he's been there forever. That's true. And when I say forever, he's been there forever. forever. I think he was he was a backup for Danny Etling. <laughs> if you can remember Danny Etling. Yeah. Uh, we also had two other quarterbacks into the transfer portal. Uh, we had Keaton Slovis. Yeah. USC guy. So this means Jackson Dart is definitely the guy at SoCal. Yeah. Uh, Slovis, I feel like, should have his pick. Yeah, he will. And I've heard Auburn, as a not, a not a rumor or anything, but Auburn fans would love to have him. Yeah, it, that won't happen. It won't, but a man can dream. I think he's a great quarterback. He's definitely a top in the league. It, it's just USC is just not fit to be good right now. Hopefully never. I don't see Oregon. Or, oh, Oregon could definitely get him, I feel like. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah. Especially because Anthony Brown, uh, quarterback for Oregon, is he's all right, but I think he's leaving. But he was never really all that great for them. Right. Another quarterback coming to the transfer portal is Emory Jones. Yeah, this guy has no stock. Um, someone's gonna think they can fix him. Um, like I said about Bo Nix, someone will think, "Hey, I can probably fix him, or I can put him into it." You know. Read option scheme. I think this is a DeCarrion Joiner situation. Uh, former quarterback at uh, South Carolina. I think he switches to wide receiver. Yeah, I was about to say, or just re re realigns <laughs> with what he uh, with his skill set matches. If it wasn't for uh, Anthony Richardson, Amber Jones would have led the SEC in interceptions thrown. He might already do, 
I I don't have the stats in front of me right now, but man was throwing picks left and right. Yeah, if it wasn't for AR fifteen, I think Emory Jones would have led the SEC. Could have been the nation in interceptions with how bad of. And he's not. He's it's not. He's not talented. The man just isn't a quarterback. I don't think. Emory Jones feels like he might be the next quarterback at Arkansas State. Yes, <laughs> or the next great wide receiver at Arkansas State. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not. That's no yeah. disrespect. That just that just feels like. Who's the head coach at Arkansas State now? Is it Butch? Yeah, yeah, that, Jones. that feels like uh, yeah, he feels like he'd be the next quarterback or even wide out or running back at Arkansas State. Yeah, anything but quarterback. Uh, another, another all time great quarterback who entered the transfer portal and is now as a new team is Spencer Rattler. All time great is a choice. Um, this is huge for. Uh, for I keep calling Frank Shane Shane Beamer. Uh, this is huge for Shane Beamer. Actually, yeah. um, maybe he can fix him. Maybe, maybe uh, he, made a, he made an FCS guy look great against Auburn. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I think this is going to be a good plug for USC, but they also need to tread very lightly because they were light years ahead of schedule this year. Yeah. So. There's going to be some unhappy game, Gamecock fans if they go 6-6 six six again next year. But that's a real possibility, folks. So let's go ahead and buckle up for this. But Rattler, I think, buys you another win. Yeah, I think Ooh, Rattler definitely has a talent level. And I think if you can get him mature, I think he's a great quarterback for South Carolina. And he comes to Carolina with two years of eligibility? Yes. Two or three? I think it's two. Probably three with the COVID year. True. So I don't think about that. Uh, another guy. Oh, wait, I talk about Arkansas. Arkansas got two transfer recruits coming in. Jaden Hazelwood, former OU standout wide receiver. I don't know if he was a standout, but he was a great recruit for uh, Mr. Pittman. I also got Landon Jackson from LSU. If you don't know who Landon Jackson is, you've definitely probably seen a video of him doing warm-ups where he was barely slapping the tackle dummies. That was him. He was the bald guy. But the guy is talented as all heck. He was a five-star. I think he's one of the top defensive ends in his class. Pittman is tearing it up right now for Arkansas in the recruiting game because what they're – let me go back to see what they are because they are 20th, making them ninth in the SEC. But, I mean, top 13 in the SEC gets you – get top 12 in the SEC gets you top 25. Yes, I um, Sam Pittman's just that man is grubbing. <laughs> He's, He's got foaming at the mouth. He's oh yeah, Peter told me that like three years ago during like the prime Chad Morris era that oh Georgia's offensive line coach is a great head coach. I would have laughed in your face. I was not expect. I looked at this higher and I was like, eh, I don't know about this. Sam Pittman rocks. My worst take ever. <laughs> so they got in uh, four four stars wide receiver, two offense. Their top four recruits are all like the same two positions: wide receiver, offensive lineman, and wide receiver. And they return KJ Jefferson. KJ Jefferson is returning. They are losing Traylon Burks, but they're making Which up sucks, for it. That kid's awesome. Yeah, 
But make up for it with the fact that Jane Hazelwood is really good. Really good. But yeah, I Arkansas maybe ten wins next year. Ten wins, maybe. I'm putting the bar at nine for sure. Yeah, I'd probably have the bar at eight. Uh no. I think. I think. I think. I think an eight win is pretty. That's what I would have had it. I did not expect eight wins this year. I had like maybe six this year. I think eight's perfect. Nine wins feels right next year because you still assume that you lose to Alabama, probably Ole Miss. I don't know. Ole Miss be in Fayetteville next year. We don't know who's going to play quarterback there. I don't know. We, we got to keep moving by that. That's, that's <laughs> a conversation to have because Arkansas, like, there's a clear path for Arkansas to mess around and get the SEC championship in the next three years. Oh, yeah, especially if Bama doesn't reload as well as they did – or or as well as they usually do, like they did last this past year. Or, or they just – every now and then someone slips up and beats Bama. Like I say that. Let me get into my last recruit I'm going to talk about. Eli Ricks going to <laughs> – Alabama right former I think five-star cornerback uh four interceptions in his true freshman season at LSU he had injuries this year probably would have had a little bit more this past year with the extra games it's a baller it's good he's really good preseason all SEC second team had to play alongside Derek Stingley <laughs> why'd he go to Bama um, because Bama's really good. <laughs> yeah, rhetorical question. <laughs> yeah. I know why he went. But, uh, yeah, this is a big pickup for Saban and company because God knows they don't have enough depth. Um, Alabama's going to continue to be good, and it's going to take continue to take flukes. I mean, you know what I mean? For them to lose games. Yeah. But uh, such, is, such is life. For fans of the rest of the SEC, Bama is at the top of the of the you know college football world right now, um, and they will continue to be at the top of the college football world uh, as long as Nick Saban's at the reins. Um, but that being said, they can't literally win them all. The odds are just so slim. Yeah. <laughs> so I do think that there's a, as I mentioned, path for Arkansas, um, LSU maybe even Auburn in the next three or four years to sneak in and win the SEC. All right. Well, that's all my college football news. Getting to some predictions. We have a game going on right now as we speak, though. I know. I need to flip it on as soon as I, uh, as soon as we get off Zoom. Toledo and Middle Tennessee. Love I, I was going to have Toledo anyways. They're currently tied right now 7-7. Seven seven, um, I'm saying this. I'm just not going to pick it because it's live right now. That's all. It's fair. You already said you said you took Toledo anyways. Yeah, I was going to take Toledo anyways. I know you told me you already made your pick, so I'll roll with that. Uh, then we have the Cure Bowl, Northern Illinois, at, or playing Coastal. Cure Bowl, I'd be interested to look into, um, like its history. The yeah. last three years, I know it's been a one-score game. It um, is a 9-4 Northern Illinois. <laughs> what's up? It is a nine to four Northern Illinois versus a ten and two coastal. Oh, I'm so taking coastal. coastal. I'm taking I'm coastal. I'm, I'm taking the shots of clears. I'm just saying this game always feels like it produces a really good game. Yeah. Like every year. And you got Western Kentucky playing Appalachian State in the Boca Raton Bowl. Boca Raton. Uh, yeah, whatever. It's a bowl uh, game. No one cares. Chase Bryson out of state. <laughs> 
<laughs> I knew you were going to take them, so I'm going to take Western Kentucky in spite <laughs> because I hate Chase Bryce because of NCAA 14. Huh? Some guy made a, a roster on NCAA 14 for Clemson, gave Chase Bryce like 90 speed, 95 Excel, and like 99 break tackle. No. <laughs> Uh, New Mexico Bowl, the PUBG Mobile. <laughs> New Mexico Bowl. No way. Might I add? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm looking right now. Hold on. <laughs> UTEP and Fresno State. Fresno oh my is God, it is PUBG team. Mobile, New Mexico Bowl. This is awesome. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking Fresno. <laughs> I'm Fresno as well, yes. Uh, then we got. The Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. UAB takes on the number 13 BYU Cougars. BYU six and a half point favored, but I'm going with the Blazers. As much as I want to take UAB, I'm taking Brickman. Um, UAB all the way. Got the Lending Tree Bowl. Eastern Michigan playing Liberty. Liberty's a nine point nine and a half point favorite. But since I've been sub by 14, I have Eastern Michigan. As one of my teams I play as. Eastern, Michigan, that. Eastern Michigan is my team in the MAC, uh, but I am rolling with Malik Willis and Liberty. <laughs> then we got the Jimmy Kimmel Freeze. LA uh, Bowl. Correction, correction, Hugh Freeze and Liberty. Ah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. Great name. Presented by Star- that he sponsors a game? Yeah. How did I miss that? Well, I mean, it's paid for by NBC, but yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Utah State playing Oregon State. Uh, Oregon State's favored by seven. I'm going to take Oregon State. I don't know how. I'm taking Utah State. As a Pac-12 versus Mountain West. The R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. The Raging Cajuns are playing the Marshall Thundering Herd. Where's Marshall from again? West Virginia. Okay. Um, I mean, maybe you're not coaching the bowl game, no? I don't think so. Ah, dang. Uh, I'm still taking the Rachel Cajuns. Yeah. They're just, it's a home um, game, too. It's a home game. Yeah, basically. Yes. Uh, when do you want to stop? Because, I mean, I got the Monday one. That's usually when we record. Uh, go ahead and go stop. through Monday. Let's go ahead and go through Monday. All right. The Myrtle Beach Bowl presented by Tax Act. Awesome game. Old Dominion playing Tulsa. Old Dominion. Tulsa, yeah. How did they get a ball bid? They're six and six. Are they FBS now? I believe so. I thought they were FCS. I think they got it after they beat VTech or whoever they beat. Old Dominion. Old Dominion. And who now? I'm sorry. Tulsa. Tulsa is a nice. God, this game sucks. Uh, I think it's one of the extra games they added. Yeah. Also, it's playing on a turquoise field. Uh, oh, it will be. Turquoise field with Old Dominion and who else again? Tulsa. Tulsa. God, I hate this. Um, <laughs> I'll go ahead and take Tulsa. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll take Tulsa because they're in the American. I mean, <laughs> God, that sucks. That is probably the worst bowl game ever. I just probably won't watch that game. This is two six and six teams. Yeah. It's like as low as you can get. This is the bar yeah. for making bowl games. Yeah, oh, there's another there is another six and six versus six and six game. There's gonna be a handful of them. 
Well, I'm looking at one in particular, Duke's Mayo Bowl. Ah, that's a good one. North in South Carolina. Oh, yeah. Battle oh, of the good. Carolinas. Okay, um, let's go pick the Birmingham Bowl. Yep. Because will not be there will not be TNT on Christmas. Um, if you want to hold your pick for your show, you can. I'm down to pick mine right now. Uh, then I'm going to let you go first. Yeah, Auburn are favored by two and a half. And we're also by the FPI. We are favored to win 59.4% chance in that fact. But when I look at this game, I don't see how Auburn wins. Auburn's down some of their best players, especially defensively. Houston's probably a little mad about everything, you know, getting a crappy bowl bid and losing in the American Athletic Conference Championship. Give me the Cougs by double digits. You see, I've been saying that, and it's it should happen. Houston should win this game by 14. Yes. Auburn home game. Let's take that into effect. There, there will be crowd, there will be significant crowd noise. Stadium's not that big, tickets are sold. True. I looked this morning. Cheetah's seat in the house right now is 75 bucks. For the Birmingham Bowl. Let's go. Got them when they're cheap. So, yeah, we got $10 tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's going to be an Auburn home game. It's going to be packed. It, truthfully, it, it will be packed. Um, yeah. Especially after the class that Auburn brought, just brought in. you got to take into account that the crowd will be in Auburn's favor. They, it will get loud when Auburn's on defense. I think that if this is – if this is a TJ Finley coming out party, this could be an Auburn win. I, I think Auburn can win this football game. Auburn can win yeah. every single game. It plays. Yeah. It just had a chance to win every game this year. Auburn was – we've talked about this before. Auburn was seven minutes of good football away from being a 10-2 team. Yes. And I think they're light years better than the record shows. I don't like this pick, Dylan, and I, I, I really shouldn't. I'm gonna take the Tigers by three, and and and, and this is this is why we've talked to you about this, and I, I still personally, you know, I, I don't love my own pick, and I don't feel good about it, but I've almost talked myself through it here enough where I can I can I can make it make sense. Um, if 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 if, if everything comes together the way. It can. Um, if if Harson comes out with a new motive, remember he's got to prove to himself, prove to all of, you know his fan base and his board of trustees that he's a different head coach. Malzahn didn't win bowl games. No, he's two and five in bowl games. If if Harson can win this one, gets him off on the right foot, finish the game the year seven and six instead of six and seven, looks a hell of a lot better. I like Tigers by three. Hey, it sounds like whatever, whenever. So part of my Benchwarmers pod, I know you've heard it a little bit, let, the Let Our Bias show segment has made me and Bart hurt so many games this year because we talked ourselves into picking Auburn. And I've learned that if I have to talk myself into picking Auburn, I probably shouldn't pick Auburn. I get that. I get that. Yeah. But I went eight and – no, nine and three in Auburn picks this year. 
I projected us to go six and six before the season. I did. You're Don't roll your eyes at me. I said six and six. You know- I'm only mad because my prediction got screwed over by some terrible play calling by Mike Bovo. What did you say? Seven and five? Seven and five? I said eight and four. Yeah. Well, I was right. You were wrong. I've been pretty spot on this year, and which means I sh- will surely mess this one up. You did pick Georgia Tech to be Georgia. That doesn't matter. <laughs> that just just doesn't matter. Like that, that part doesn't. I still <laughs> finished with over like an eighty five percent correct. It does, I don't care. That was football. Um, but for, in terms of Auburn picks, I've been pretty spot on. Picked Auburn to win the Iron Bowl. Should have been right. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. It's not me, you know, priding myself on what I, you know, what I've done this year. But something feels weird about the first year of the Harson era, and it's got to play into effect somewhere that the game's being literally played in Alabama, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, if Auburn wins, it's close. It's not a blowout. Oh, not a shot in the world Auburn blows out Houston. But – and if Houston wins, it could be anywhere between – I honestly, it could be anywhere between a field goal and, you know, 21 points. Anything from 1 to 40. Yeah, literally. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like Auburn by three. I'm locking that in. Fair enough. Uh, well, I know Barks picks. I'll definitely have that in some kind of graphic soon. I'll be driving home tonight. I'll try to bring my laptop and get those made by tomorrow before the bowl game. But, yeah, I got to get to work. <laughs> I got to get to work. So, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to get this download. It's going to take a little bit. But uh, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Sorry we couldn't have our respective shows this week. We appreciate all of you guys from all of us here at the College Loop. We've got big news coming up January 1, which we're going to meet about later in the week, and we're going to get all that sorted out. So, we will make sure to keep you guys in the loop about the loop so uh, i kind of like that (laughs) um don't go anywhere make sure you hit the like and subscribe button thank you guys so much drop comments if you got any questions we'd love to talk we love to talk ball tweet at us at uh by harrison tar uh, on twitter and at your boy the tank right no it's your boy your boy the tank that would be y-a-b-o-i the tank the tank uh on twitter or find our uh if you go to our main pages you can find our show pages just let us know what you guys want to talk about. We will happily answer any questions to the best of our abilities. We don't know at all. We'd like to pretend that we do, but we'll, uh, we, we'll be happy to talk ball with anybody that wants to talk with us. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. We will catch you guys next time. Hopefully not same place, same time, but probably the same place, same time. So, More than likely. It'll be over soon. We will see you guys next week. If we don't see you before then, have a Merry Christmas.